Hello and welcome. This is The Post Podcast. I am Alex Benzigal, and I have a special guest here today. It is Mike Lesinger, longtime voice of the Bulldogs and sports director here at KCOW. We're, we have a new year, and obviously we've talked about it before, Mike, that you have retired. It's only been about a week or so, but I just want to say first off, Happy New Year. How are you doing? Thank you. Doing great. 2024 is off to a good start. It does feel a little weird. There's no denying that, but I am looking forward to to good things in 2024. And yeah, we're excited about it. It's been a good start so far. Good holiday. So that's good. Absolutely. And uh, and Mike, you know, I I just got to ask you, you know, it's only been a couple of days, but you know, I miss just walking into your <laughs> office and asking you random questions like, hey, what's the, when's the last time the Bulldogs beat Mitchell on the road? Or sure. how do you pronounce Hyannis? Is it Hyannis or Hyannis? I miss that a lot. <laughs> I know. That's, well, a new a new guy like yourself, and you've come a million miles since the 1st of July. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it'll be a little learning curve, and uh, being not a native Nebraskan or even a western Nebraska native, uh, it'll take a while. It, it de- definitely took me a while even coming from central Nebraska to western Nebraska to get things figured out and and where we go and how things are pronounced and how names are pronounced because each town has their own individual uh, players and their own individual coaches and ads and things like that. So you figure everybody out. You get it to you get it to, to where it's uh, in your memory and and you just go from there. But it's a learning process, but it's a fun learning process. And so you just kind of chalk everything up to memory. And Mike, you know, I think yeah. First of all, you know, you, you you've you've been here here at the radio stations for a long time, and you just retired, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and now you're retired. What, what have been your kind of thoughts? Like, what 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 are some things you do in, in your f- free time now that that you're retired? Mm-hmm. Because you know, this has been such a big part <laughs> of your life for forever. Um, you know what I tell people is is that uh, it's I was lucky in that I got to do a job that I enjoyed doing that for the most part I was fairly good at. It took a while to get good at it, but but and so I was lucky as far as that point goes. Uh, for right now, I'm doing things that I thought only old people do. Um, getting signed up for Social Security. I'm going to be receiving that for the first time this month. Getting signed up for Medicare. Getting insurance taken care of. Uh, making sure that, that finances are stuff. I, those are kind of things that I never ever thought for up until now were stuff that I thought, okay, that's way in the future. Well, now the future's here. So we're getting that stuff organized. Um, I'm getting projects done around home. I'm making sure family is taken care of. And I've discovered that I really love to tinker. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll go out into the garage and I'll just tinker around with whatever needs to be taken care of. Um, I do doing lots of laundry, doing lots of house cleaning, vacuuming, making sure I got um, the dishes done. I'm doing lots and lots of downsizing. So I filled up a couple of dumpsters so far. So yeah, things are, that's kind of what I've done so far to, to keep, uh, and it's only been, like you say, it's only been a, a week or so, but, but that'll, That'll all. I don't have to do everything in one day. More yeah. than one person has told me, "Don't do everything right away. Spread it out." 
Well, Mike, well, one thing, the reason why I wanted to speak to you mm-hmm. here today is, you know, I want to, I think there's a lot of people that want to hear your broadcast story and just, you know, <laughs> 37 years mm-hmm. as the voice of the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. some great memories. And, and I think a lot of people want to go down that memory lane and experience mm-hmm. that again. And, sure. and I want to give sure. you that opportunity. Sure. But the first thing I want to talk to you about is this weekend. Um, so big weekend for Alliance, in my opinion, just mm-hmm. because Jordan Rupert, <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan Hooper's, uh, her jersey is being retired, and you will be there in Lincoln. Um, f- first off, my big question is, you know, how proud are you of Jordan? Oh, this is somebody you've known for a long time. <laughs> uh, you, you, you were blessed to cover her four mm-hmm. years of high school. How proud are you and how excited just, are you for Sunday? Just, just can't even tell you how, how excited I am about this, and it couldn't happen to a better person. I just remember uh, when she was a freshman, would have been 2006, 2007, her fresh, her freshman year. And I was at, I went to, they had summer basketball camp. It was July, I think, something like that. Might have even been in early June. Um, Bulldog girls summer basketball camp. Coach Sauter, Coach Lonick, Coach Mannion, they, they put it on. And I, I just remember seeing this tall, skinny girl swishing jump shots from what we call the elbow just catch and shoot catch and shoot catch and shoot swish swish just swishing one shot after another and i just remarked i said who is that (laughs) and the answer was well that's a a a girl that's going to be coming in will be a freshman this year jordan hooper and i thought wow okay that's kind of exciting i she looks like she could be a really good player obviously i did not know her prior to that so then it gets to be volleyball season. And so I'm watching her as a freshman playing volleyball. She didn't start at that time. She eventually worked her way into the starting lineup uh, in both volleyball and basketball. But I remember remarking to Sarah, we're, we're sitting in the stands, because I didn't do that first game I wish I had now. Um, it, was a, it was a Thursday night, the usual early season Thursday night game. And I had something else going on, but I came up to the gym to watch the game. And I just remember seeing her playing volleyball and she's passing and, and hitting. And I thought, wow, you know, I should, we could be going to state. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she had a really, she played volleyball very, very well. Probably could have, in fact, had offers to go to Nebraska and other places, but she really wanted to concentrate on basketball, and so that's what she did. And once basketball season started, then we began with, at that time, it was the three-day Western Conference uh, season-opening tournament. And we did go 2-1 and one in that tournament, and little did we know at that time, our second game of the year would be our only loss the rest of the way. <laughs> and uh, that went all the way to the state championship uh, the next year. We lost only one game, which was in the state championship. Uh, the next year, we ended up, this was back in the day when uh, Class A and B played consolation games. They don't anymore. But for Jordan's junior and senior year, we did play the third place or the consolation game. And we ended up going to those games in both of her years and won both of those. So, yeah, it was really, really exciting. A total of 100 games Exactly 100 games in her Alliance High School career, and I think we won 87 of those. So, so nice, 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 really nice run. She went on to Nebraska. She was really shy, played very, very well, 
started as a freshman, played for four years, was uh, player of the year. They were big uh, 10 champs one of those years. And uh, NCAA tournament Sweet 16 a couple of times. So, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, just an outstanding career. And the broadcasters from other towns would say, well, tell me, what, what about Jordan? And I would say, you know, she's an even better person than she is a player. And I've known her for however many years, and I've probably heard her say four words. <laughs> and that's the truth. And but just a so so humble and such a just a nice nice person. So it couldn't happen to a better person. And I'm so excited. It worked out well. Obviously, it would have been nice to 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 be still working full time. But uh, I'll send you some photos. I was I'd just be, about to I ask. Would be glad, <laughs> just about. I to would ask. be glad to come back and be a guest and talk about the event. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be. It's going to be phenomenal. It's so, going to it's going to be special. So it's going to be special, special night in Lincoln. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we are talking to Mike Glessinger, longtime voice of the Bulldogs here on KCOW and Panhandle Post. How proud are you? You know, after going to Nebraska, <laughs> playing uh-huh. professional ball, mm-hmm. and then I, I do want to mention, you know, you did retire recently, and you know, mm-hmm. she was there at your retirement mm-hmm. party. Oh, yeah. How, how oh, much yeah. does that mean to you? Well, she's turned out to just be just a super friend. And that's even better too. I I like that even better. She, we whenever I whenever I see her, she's always very very kind. Uh, it's always nice to catch up and visit her and her brother. I've known them forever. Her mom, I've known her mom forever, and all of her cousins and everything of that sort. So yeah, it's a great family. So it's always nice to to, to catch up and and whenever we see her, she, we had an event the other night. In fact, uh, she donated. Um, a game that actually the proceeds went to the St. Agnes Foundation. Yeah. They came and actually played a game up at the Holy Rosary Gym. It was advertised as a four-on-four. It eventually became a five-on-five. <laughs> and uh, she played with another one of our former Bulldogs, Mason Heemstra, uh, was on her team, along with her brother Kyle, her cousin Mackenzie, and then Morgan Morachek. They were they only had five. They played against a team that had seven, which included her brother Brody Brennan, or her I'm sorry, her cousin Brody Brennan, as well as both of the Shelmadine brothers. Um, we had Brock Best. We had uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Casey Clark, our former All Stater from a few years ago, and then a wrestler, Bernie Gerard. <laughs> and uh, another guy, Gage Rolls. And so they played against him. Ended up 97 to 70, but uh, it was an entertaining night. And so that was nice. It was nice to see some of those former Bulldogs and watch that game. So pretty exciting. All right, Mike, let's uh, <clears throat> let's talk about some other things that, you know, I, I've, I've always wanted to ask you about. <laughs> you know, I get asked all the time, like, uh-huh. you're, you're from, where are you from? You're from <laughs> Seattle? And I'm like, uh, I'm really from a small town. But, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think it's always interesting, like, how, how do sports broadcasters become sports broadcasters? Mm-hmm. So I want to let you think <laughs> all the way back in your days in central Nebraska. What and when did you know you wanted to be a broadcaster? You know, um, back in the day, of course, and and I, I just turned 65, so this is probably... 50-plus years ago, obviously. Um, We had no internet. We had no cable. We lived out in the country. So we got three TV stations. Um, One of them not real good sometimes. 
The Cornhuskers were not on TV every week. Rarely, rarely did you ever see a basketball game. They had, back in the day, they had the Big 8 game of the week, and Nebraska was on there every once in a while in basketball. There was no women's basketball at that time. And so the radio was how we, and boy, my Saturday afternoons, my favorite broadcaster was a guy named Dick Perry. Dick Perry, and again, this is way back when Nebraska actually had four different networks to cover the Cornhuskers. Well, KMMJ out of Grand Island carried the broadcast that had Dick Perry as the play-by-play man. There was also Lyle Bremser. Everybody knows Lyle Bremser. Um, Don Gill, who was who was a manager here for many years before he moved on to Lincoln, he was on one of the networks. And then a guy named Joe Patrick was one of the other net, network guys. So you could tune your dial every Saturday and you could get probably you could get the same game with a different broadcaster all over your dial. Well, we liked Dick Perry out of KMMJ. He was one of my favorites. I really liked him. So I thought, boy, that's that would be the thing to do. Um, we would watch uh, a TV show. Sometimes it was called, it was NFL Films. And the voice of NFL Films was John Facenda. Yeah. John Facenda, the, you know, the, you know, the golden voice. The golden John voice. John Facenda. The frozen tundra. The Green Bay yes, Packers. Yes, that <laughs> absolutely, you got it. Anyway, I love John Facenda's voice. Um, I was a Minnesota Vikings fan. And so I would tune in to the Minnesota Vikings on, K. Um, let's see, it was WNAX out of Yankton, South Dakota. The play-by-play guy there was a guy named Ray Scott. And I loved Ray Scott. I listened to him a lot. And I also, uh, in central Nebraska, before I became a Cubs fan, I loved the Kansas City Royals. That was Denny Matthews and Fred White. And so those were guys that I were, guys that were my favorites. So once uh, it came time to think about, hey, what do you want to do? There was an older girl from Spalding Academy who had actually went on to UNL and had studied broadcasting. And she said, you should look into that. And so I looked into it, and I thought, yeah, that would be fun. And I thought, you know, I've always been a sports guy. I said, if I can't play, maybe I can do this. <laughs> and so that's kind of how we started. And uh, was lucky enough to be able to do a little bit of that in college, get a little bit of experience to move into the real world at uh, KNLV and Ord, and that led to 37 and a half years here. So it's crazy. And, you know, I think a lot of people think, you know, when, when they think Mike Lessinger, hey, maybe he's from Alliance. Maybe he's lived in Alliance his whole life. But the truth is you haven't. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, this wasn't even your first broadcast job. Nope. Uh, but but Ord is a, a good uh, athletic program. Will, will you talk about that first job mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. led to KCOW? Mm-hmm. Yeah. KNLV in Ord, Nebraska um, is not too far from my hometown, 50 miles from my hometown of Spalding. I had listened to that on and off a little bit um, as a kid. And so knew a little bit about them, not a lot, had been to Ord numerous times. I had some cousins that lived there. Oh, not, not real recently, but sort of recently. So we had visited there a few times. So I knew a little bit about the town and the, I knew the area. I knew because uh, it was real close to Burwell, Nebraska and other small towns. And my mom happened to say, hey, they might have an opening in Ord. You should send them something. 
because my parents listened to it. My parents liked the Ord version of Open Mic, which was called Party Line. And so they, at the at my mom's suggestion, I just sent them a tape, heard from them, went and interviewed, and uh, was hired a week later. So, but Ord, it was a small little AM-FM combination. Um, Ord, the Ord Chanticleers at that time were Class B. That's since changed. Um, we, we did games... Uh, on Friday nights, and then we would also record a game, and then we'd play it back on Saturday morning. So we'd do one live game, one recorded game. So I a lot of times did the recorded games because I covered the smaller schools. Um, we had a guy, Walt Smith, and our manager, Mark McDowell, did the, the, the main play-by-play of Ward High School. And I would do Burwell, and I would do Arcadia and Loop City and North Loop Scotia and a handful of Spalding Academy games and Greeley and Wallback and towns like that. And so we would do that. And it was the perfect first job. And then same with basketball, lots of basketball between Ord and Burwell, a lot of basketball. And then we would do Ord American Legion games in the summer, basically like we do here. It was a perfect first job. We didn't do a lot of remotes. We didn't do a lot of real fancy things because that was at the time where if you're going to do that, it all had to be um, broadcast uh, over telephone lines or something. There was no cell phones. Uh, we didn't have a Marty. There was nothing of that sort. So it all had to be kind of done. If you did something remotely, it was a big process. So, But we, we were able to get a lot of things done, and I think we did some good things there, and it was a good first job on a whim. Again, um, my former manager at Ord, Mark McDowell, had moved on to KMCX in Ogallala, and he happened to, I, I kept base with him, I still do, in fact, to this day. Um, he said, hey, I hear, I hear the sports guy in Alliance is leaving. You should send them something. That might be an interesting place to work. So I slapped together a tape. I sent it to Jim Camerzel and Mike Gastineau, who happened to call open mic who now lives up in the Seattle area. Which is where I'm from. That's which in... is where you're from. You probably have Wait, heard Wait, Mike Gaston, no. You probably have heard of the Gas Man. I do know the on, Gas Man. On Seattle, on Seattle radio. He's the guy I replaced here. No way. I grew up I grew up with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See? Sorry, I don't want to no. interrupt. That, that, small that's a world. Small world. I'm going to call world. him up. <laughs> you call him up. He oh. called here on my last open mic day, and we visited for a few wow. minutes. So, that's, yeah. So, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I had been meaning to mention that to you, and it just always had slipped my mind. Yeah. I just sent Jim Camerzel a tape. He said, hey, come out, come out and talk. So we came out and talked and uh, they hired me a day later. So, and that was in September of 86. So yeah, that, so it's been a journey. That's, oh, absolutely. That's kind of the journey. Yes. How about let's talk some bulldogs. So oh, I, absolutely. I came in last year and tried to learn so much from you as in the last six <laughs> months, but um you came to Alliance, and and, and I, I know I came from Seattle, and you mm-hmm. came, you know, from from Ord. But but mm-hmm. will you talk about those early that early part, like um, those f- first either weeks, mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. years as the voice of the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. and kind of yeah. What was that transition like going into being the voice mm-hmm. of the Bulldogs? Because that's something I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, my my first um, my first couple of years. We shared coverage between Alliance High and St. Agnes Academy, who had a high school at that time. And so I generally would do what we felt was 
the best game that week, whether it was St. Agnes versus someone or Alliance High versus someone. So the first year we kind of split football, um, did uh, volleyball those first couple of years, just kind of split things up a little bit there. St. Agnes ended up going to state that year, making the semifinals. Um, my first year there, which was very exciting. Uh, second year, St. Agnes did not have a football team. They kind of did not have enough kids to, to do it, so they didn't play a varsity schedule. They just played kind of a JV schedule that second year. So I did mostly Alliance High, but I did cover volleyball. St. Agnes actually won the Class D state championship in that in that second in my second year so that would have been the 87 season 87 88 school year so that was exciting that was my first taste of broadcasting a state championship um by then by 1988 89 then um st agnes high school had been absorbed into alliance high that moved us up to class a mm. at that time so we were class a for a lot of years um Played some really good games. We always would play North Platte. Scotts Bluff Gearing were also Class A at that time. There were several years we played Lincoln Pius. We would meet them in North Platte and play them. We played uh, Beatrice in North Platte. We would meet them there and play them. We played up in South Dakota. We played Wyoming. We never really ventured too much into Colorado or any place like that, but uh, we did we did make our way uh, about as far east as we would go. We would play uh, the Grand Island Northwest and Hastings and, and teams like that. And as we said, uh, Beatrice and North and uh, Pius, we would play in North Platte. But then as uh, the years went on and things were reclassified, then we became pretty stuck and standard in Class B. And so we would play Lexington and McCook and we would play York and we played Aurora. And then we would play... Our regular teams, Lexington, um, we would play, uh, obviously, Scotts Bluff, Gearing, um, Shadron, Sydney, Ogallala. Those teams just kind of became our standard teams that we would play. Basketball was always about that way, too. We did go to some big tournaments. That was kind of fun. Oh, um, we played tournaments in York. We played tournaments uh, at Lincoln East. We went to... Oh, we went clear down to Hayes, Kansas. We went to Colby, Kansas a couple years to play in some holiday uh, basketball tournaments. Uh, two years, we went up to the big energy classic in Gillette, which is a big event, too. So, And then we normally hosted our own holiday tournament, too, a lot of those years. So, yeah, some really, really great times. We won a state baseball championship in the late 80s. That was in uh, Auburn, Nebraska. That was back in the day when it was called, it wasn't called juniors and seniors. It was called juniors and midgets at that time. So the younger kids were known as the midgets. (laughs) That uh, maybe isn't quite politically correct now, but that's what it was called at the time. And so, yeah, there was, there's been a lot of times uh, just looking back, uh, traveling for baseball, lots of games in South Dakota, went clear up to Dickinson, North Dakota, mm-hmm. uh, and Williston, North Dakota, a couple of times, uh, a lot of games in, in Sturgis and in Rapid City and, and really all over the place for that too. So uh, traveling a lot, traveling is, has always been kind of fun, but uh, really, again, some good games, some great teams, 
just some exciting times. Playoffs, we played some some of the bigger teams in Nebraska in state football playoffs. We played Lincoln Southeast, who ended up being state champs. We played Creighton Prep. We actually played a game because the weather was so bad. We played Omaha Westside at Memorial Stadium one year in the state football playoffs. So, yeah, just some really good memories there. You know, and and one thing, you know, when you're the voice of a team for 37 years, Glass, is that, you know, there's a lot of great memories. Oh, um, well, and, you know, than, more than a lot from yeah. the athletes. But but I don't know about you as a broadcaster, but for me, Mike, you know, Every team I broadcast for, there's a little piece of my heart with them. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's either special moments or, or I get chills thinking about mm-hmm. this win or mm-hmm. this this performance or this team's run to the postseason to state where they were an underdog. I still think about that <laughs> in, in teams that I've covered throughout Iowa, mm-hmm. Missouri, mm-hmm. slash Seattle. So. Mm-hmm. When you look at your time with the Bulldogs covering these teams, what are some memories from a game perspective that you think, oh, my gosh, that win was something else? <laughs> we we had a couple of um, football Hail Mary wins, maybe last play of the game, score a touchdown or make a stop. A couple of one time against a really good North Platte team in the final minutes. They fumbled on like the five yard line and we recovered, ended up winning that game seven to six. Wow. <laughs> um, there were lots and lots of playoff games that came down to final shots. Uh, there were um, basketball. I know uh, one in one of our district games, we made a shot to win it in the final seconds. Uh, we've had some exciting state tournament games where we were able to maybe make a free throw late or get a stop late or something. We had a, a district championship game where we're down by three. We tie the game um, in the final 30 seconds against Sydney. They come down. They put up a shot. They miss it. Everybody thinks, okay, game's over. We're going to overtime. But we had, uh, but Jordan Hooper got the rebound <laughs> Oops. and threw it off to a young lady that um, was another one of our outstanding players, Lindsey Briggs who went the length of the floor and hit a layup at the buzzer to win that uh, district championship game. So, yeah, just a lot of those, a lot of really good memories. We've had some walk-off home runs in baseball and softball. We've had some upsets. We went to state once in uh, volleyball and played the top seed and upset them. And that, everybody is shaking their heads going, well, who is this team? Where, yeah. where? Where did you guys come from? So there's been numerous times like that. We've had um, one of our game. We and obviously there's been a lot of disappointments too. It's gone the other way, where uh, things just you know you're not having your night. You miss a shot, or have a bad break, or you're not playing your best sometimes. And uh, we were upset. We were an undefeated team heading into state basketball in the late '80s. And a couple of our best players got injured, and we got upset in the first round by the number eight seed in Broken Bow, a team we had beaten by 20-plus earlier in the year. So there are disappointments, too. There always is. Mm, yeah. You're going to see that in sports. You know that. Yep. Everybody knows that. You're going to see that in sports. Uh, lots of great memories. The The thing that I do, I do want to put stress this, too, is that we went through a period probably from the— early 90s to maybe about 2010, somewhere in that neighborhood, where the core, the main core of all the coaches were all 
had all stayed. We didn't have a lot of coaching turnover. We did not have a lot of new faces coming in and out as far as coaching. A lot of that had stayed very, very steady. And I think that went, not that things aren't bad, aren't, aren't good now, but uh, that keeping that consistency, I think, was a huge, huge thing for a lot of our success in those uh, 90s and 2000s. And I think one thing about you and, and the reason why, in my opinion, and I think it's also a fact that <laughs> the, you connect with, you know, the families and the kids so well, because, well, a lot of times, you know, if you look at somebody like uh, Jalen Clark, who, by uh-huh, the way, is uh-huh. a star sure, right now. Sure. I mean, you you called her her parents games, Both right? Both of them. Both of them. So like that generation where you 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 mm-hmm. you call. I mean, their parents <laughs> to their kid and or their cousins or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's that connection mm-hmm. there. How mm-hmm. special is That's, that? That is very 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 special, and it's easy to do. Um, we have a great sports town. We've talked about that more than once. And we have, um, you see great support. Uh, our parents are very, very supportive of, of all of our kids. And so you see them at every game. Obviously, you talk to them at every game. So that's a great way to make a connection. There's been families that have had three or four brothers and sisters. I've been through all of those, plus maybe mom and dad when they were in high school. So that's a, that's a great connection. And that's why Christmas is always so much fun because you'd see all these kids and they would come home and they'd all show up at the holiday tournament and you'd get to talk to them all. And that was always very special too. But yeah, the, you know, I'm, I'm on second generations now, like you say, and that's, that's hard to believe as well. But it's, it is. Um, it's, it's easy when there's so much support. And you hope that you're doing a, a job, a good enough job that, that people appreciate what you do. And so then that makes it much easier to, to talk to folks. That's absolutely correct. Yes. So. And you know, how, how great is it to see, you know, athletes that you saw in high school just blossom in, mm-hmm. in, in college um, recently, you oh, know, gosh. volleyball, you, oh, you got your Jordan hops mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Your, uh, your Liza, um, uh, and all these great athletes mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they're competing and, at a high mm-hmm. level and then you know they come mm-hmm. back and they know you and sure and and how great is it to see it bulldogs is. move it's, on to the next level you know and that's that was and and unfortunately the seasons always overlap and that's been one of my biggest disappointments is i haven't had an opportunity to see a lot of our kids play in college and that's unfortunate uh, because i would have loved to have done that but the seasons again are always overlapping say well no well okay they're going to be at this place this weekend, well, no, I can't do that. I got a game here. I got a game there. So I, I, I was lucky enough. I did get to see Jordan play at least once a year for her entire four years. So I was lucky we did get to do that. And I did get to see some of our kids here or there uh, compete in college. But, yeah, it's unfortunate I didn't get to do that. But I do – I like seeing that, uh, you know, we're developing some athletes here and they are moving on and and playing sports at the next level. And, and that's just, uh, that's just really exciting. I really enjoy p- that part of it too. And I'm looking forward, hopefully now to have some time to, to go watch some of our kids. In fact, so we'll see. Absolutely. And one thing that is cool about Alliance that people don't realize is like the broadcasters that have come 
Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. just talked mm-hmm. to me about the gas man, and I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. I listened to him every day, oh, sure. you know, for oh, sure. 10 years or mm-hmm. 15 years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got your Jason Kosminski's who mm-hmm. you worked with, who, by the way, I just put a, a, a clip of Good. him a couple of days ago, but I realized that, you know, he came out, of, he's from Alliance, mm-hmm. St. Agnes mm-hmm. Academy, and now he's mm-hmm. the voice of the Nuggets, and he's from nuggets. Alliance. How cool is that? You know, it's really, really cool. He, I just missed Jason. He graduated uh, high school. I think in 86 and I came in September of 86. So he was on his way to college. So I just missed him, but I, but he would come back a lot and we'd visit all the time. And he actually told me when I did the interview with him after the Nuggets won the, the NBA title is, is that he got so much from his time as being a part-timer here. He said he was so far ahead of other students in college that were going to be in broadcasting. Um, they had never seen a board or a mic or anything. Probably most of them hadn't. And he had been an actual DJ on the, on the air. And so he was really far advanced and that helped him. That helped him. And his sister still lives here. And she talks about how they would spend their vacations wherever he was working. So their summer vacation, if if Jason was working in Wisconsin, that's where they went on vacation, <laughs> was wherever he was working. And so, yeah, they're, they're very proud of him. We're very proud of him. We've got a picture floating around here somewhere, and I actually emailed that to him after we did the, the interview, and he got a big kick out of that. But, yeah, Jason is doing well. Um, we've got a young man that just popped in, in fact, last week, uh, Brandon Bell, who worked for us part-time in college. But he is now working in Los Angeles for iHeartRadio, mm. doing imaging and commercials and, and promos and things of that sort. So he's doing very well. Some of our other guys, we had a young man, Dane Ross, who ended up being a news director in Lincoln. Uh, we've had uh, a young lady here, Kirsten Swanson, who ended up being a TV anchor in South Dakota and then had moved on to, I believe, Arizona. I'm not sure where she is now, but she's doing quite well. A lot of our people that started here part-time went on and worked part-time when they were in college. They weren't maybe necessarily pursuing radio as a career, but it was a good part-time job for them. And since they had experience, they were able to just jump right in. Kaylin Crowey is a prime example of that. So, yeah, just it's really great to see. And, of course, obviously we've had Bulldog athletes that have gone on to become doctors, uh, have gone on to become have gone on to become lawyers, have gone on to become very successful in their fields, teachers or coaches or uh, business people. So, yeah, that's that's really exciting to see. And, Mike, you know, obviously you've had a great run here in Alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, But I think uh, one of the things, in my opinion, that kind of endures you in our communities that, you know, like your service and, you know, the things you've done, even outside of broadcasting Mm -hmm. and things like Mm -hmm. that, because those are important, too. Mm And uh, one thing I want to bring up is that in our industry, and I, I know you're aware of this too, it's a lot of broadcasters, you know, you go to one place like Alliance mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Scott's Bluff and sure, you're trying sure. to move up, you're trying sure. to get to mm-hmm, college mm-hmm. and then you make a run to the NBA or sure, whatever it sure. is. But, you know, you've stayed in Alliance and I and I think that's why people <laughs> apart, the people love you. You've been mm-hmm. here for so long. Well, so will you kind of make yeah, a comment yeah, on that yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. kind of why you chose to stay? 
you know, stay in alliance, oh. why it's so special mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and why you never try to make that jump mm-hmm. to a college or NBA mm-hmm. level or anything you like know, that. And, and those opportunities have come up. Certainly it was either the wrong time of year or, or something of that sort. I, it, for some reason, it just didn't work. Uh, had an opportunity to look at a couple of openings uh, in South Dakota and also um, Central Nebraska, uh, various places, and it just the the timing was not quite right. It was uh, either in between seasons, or it was right at close to the beginning of the start of a new season. One place that I went to, while it it may have seemed like it would have been a move up, it really wasn't. It would have been what in what I felt was a parallel move. Um, plus, they had no benefits. They had no pension-type uh, program, no insurance. And so I thought, well, no, I, I don't want to give – give that up i did i we've got um, insurance here we've got a nice little um retirement plans and things that are that are set up here and so no i don't want to give those things up those things are pretty important to me benefits are really important and a parallel move yes you know you'd go from doing um class a and class b sports here in alliance to basically doing b and c sports somewhere else not that that's bad the quality is still good, and doing a game is doing a game, whether yeah. it's eight-man, six-man, way up to, to Class A. But I thought, well, I, I've i got a good gig here, and it, it's working, and I get to do what I like to do because I, I liked being on the air. I liked doing open mic. I liked, in my later, later days, being an afternoon host on Double Q. I liked being involved with a with a an AM and an FM combination, and so I just chose at that at those points to stay. Then later on, it got to the point where okay, well, now I'm married and I have a house and yeah. we're a three person family, and I'd have to uh, uproot everything, um, uproot a wife and a brother and a, and sell a house and all that stuff, and that becomes a little more difficult too. So you kind of get to the point where you feel comfortable and um, it, it worked. It worked for me. So that that that's obviously you always have your eyes. You're always looking ahead. And in radio, especially every job is considered a stepping stone. But for me, it, it worked out fine this way. Um, I had friends over in Scotts Bluff who did the same thing. They came and they worked over there for 30 plus years before they retired. So that's kind of the way it worked out for me. And then <clears throat> As a community in Alliance, mm-hmm. you know, what What do you think makes this community special, not just as a sports town, but just as a community? Just as a, yeah, just as a community overall. It's been so, so supportive. Everyone, um, I, 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 I believe and I still do that I, I think we can be a vital part of the community. Um, we can assist in various things here. And, and I, I think that we're still important. To, to the community, even with the advancement of um, social media and, and internet and um, everything is available now at your fingertips. And so my goal always was, and I, I'm glad to see you're continuing that, is to give people probably something that they can't get online and they can't get uh, over the internet or they can't find on social media or on a website. Uh, so that's what we kind of 
that's what, that's what we still, I think we can still provide those things. And I think we still provide that service. And so that's good. The, the people are fabulous, obviously. We've, we've certainly had um, some, and we've had difficult times. There's no doubt about that. But um, the good times certainly outweigh the, the, the rough ones, that's for sure. But yeah, the, the community support, and it's been that way for going on 75 years. And so that's, and that's why KCOW was put on the air originally in the blizzard of 49 to provide information and pr provide that kind of service to the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, one more thing, I think mm -hmm. this might mm -hmm. be my last sure. one for you, Mike. Sure. Uh, again, Alice Benzigal with Mike Lessinger on this post podcast. Um, you know, you've worked alongside a long, lot of people mm -hmm. here in KCOW, also Eagle Radio as well, but also so many activities directors, coaches, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. everybody behind the scenes mm -hmm. that you, mm -hmm. you work with to to get our broadcasts on or mm -hmm. to get Huskers games oh, on. Absolutely. Or so mm -hmm. many things like that. How grateful are you for those relationships? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's been the best. Um, I mentioned this on open mic the other day, but it's true. And I'll, and I'll forget people. So I don't, I ain't, I'm not going to try to list everybody, but um, it all starts, um, Jim Camerzell, Mike Garwood, um, John Jones, Helen Yossi. They were the, the core of folks here when I started. Um, we had a lot of uh, announcers, uh, radio personalities, and uh, on-air people on and off uh, through the years. But those, those four, for sure, um, Mike Garwood especially, for, for all those, for probably the the big chunk right in the right in the middle certainly that was a, a big part of everything but yeah um you know skip olds was the first athletic director here and and skip had this little what i like to say an aura around him because he he was a guy that uh, he was a guy that you immediately respected and a guy immediately that you knew that you wanted to get to know he'd be very helpful to you and he was and then just on down through the head coaches uh, through the years have all been very very good and that's that's been great um mr baker obviously we've we've our current athletic director he was uh, started out here as a freshman coach then a jv coach then a head coach then a few years off, then a head coach again. Um, Anita, who has been just a, was a fabulous athletic director. Um, Tim Wallace, uh, Rocky Allman, Randy Heemstra. They were all just really, really good guys. Uh, just known them all for, for all these years. And again, I don't want to make mention of everybody because I'd forget somebody. But, but again, those, those folks certainly stand out, no doubt about that. All right, Mike. Well, you know, it's been great, you know, speaking with you here today. But one thing I just want to say mm -hmm. as we wrap up is just, you know, I appreciate you. And I think everybody here in Alliance does, you know, as a broadcaster, but more mm -hmm. importantly, as a person. Thank and, you. And just who you are, because we're more than broadcasters. We're people. And I think <laughs> well, people forget that sometimes. You, and It's, um, you know, you get tired. And, yeah. Uh, it, you you put in a lot of hours, and there's no doubt about that. So I, you know, um, I am impressed with with your work ethic right away, because I think that's what it takes. You definitely have to have that. And as we always said, you know, radio is kind of like a marriage. You do it because you love it. It's not always fun. It's no. not always easy. 
but but it is it is a good thing to do. So I'm, I I appreciate that. Thank you. And again, you've helped me with so much. You know, even with small things like just talking <laughs> random uh, sure. uh, bulldogs things. Because sure. again, you've you've seen this team for mm-hmm. 37 years, and you've mm-hmm. set the bar so high. And <laughs> and I'm just trying my best you to will. climb that ladder. That's so, okay. You uh, just keep doing what you're doing. All right, Mike. Well, appreciate your time, you. and uh, hope you have a great rest of your year. Thank you very much, and thank you, everyone. That is Mike Glessinger, former sports director here at KCOW, longtime voice of the Bulldogs. This has been your Panhandle Post podcast. I am Alex Benzagala. Have a great day.